hello and welcome back. Sorry, that was a really, really weird hello. And it's because I was just making sure that the microphone was picking me up. Hello and welcome back to the Start Simple podcast with me, Andy, as ever. Um, I'm going to cut straight to it. I really appreciate it when you share the podcast, when you listen to it, when you tell people about it. I know you're sick of me saying that every episode, but it really does help. Um, Honestly, I I should probably just re-record me saying that because I say it on every episode, but you know what? We're not not about that pre-recording life. I want this to be natural. I want it to just flow and be real. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm quite excited about today's topic because... We're going to be talking about training and exercise in general, right? But not necessarily, this is what exercise you should do. This is the reps that you should do. This is the sets that you should do. There are things around that. I should say, sorry, I'm going to be talking about what I call the three principles to an exercise program. Now, when I'm talking about principles, I'm not necessarily talking about the science of the fact that we want to choose exercises that complement that each other, that we want to make sure we hit certain body parts in a certain way and all that sort of stuff, which of course is important, but quite frankly, I find it quite boring to talk about. Like, I don't think you need to know that stuff. That's just, it, it's just going into things and it's, these are the sort of areas that people try and overcomplicate areas of exercise for you. Um, So we're not going to be talking about necessarily what a specific training program looks like. But when I'm talking about free principles, there are free principles that I have in my mind when I'm programming for other people, when I'm programming for my clients. And these are the things that that I actually think are obviously not necessarily more important than the science of exercise in terms of um, what what your program looks like, because obviously that's, that's super important. But I think these three are actually key for getting results. I'd say that they are the most important factors when it comes to you getting results with your exercise program and and with your training in general, okay? So we'll dive straight in. Like I said, please just, uh, just share this now. Pause the episode, share it to your Instagram story, tag me so I know you've listened, and I will just be dead happy about that. Um, so the first principle when it comes to your exercise. And there's no specific order for these three. It's not like it, it, the one is better than the other. The three of them all apply. And the first one is relevance. So when I'm talking about relevance, I mean what you're doing, what you do in the gym, what you do with exercise in general, how relevant is it to what you're actually trying to achieve, what goals you're trying to work towards, whatever they may be? How relevant is your exercise program to that. So, because this is what most people do. And if you're doing this already in the gym, please just drop me a message because I'll help you out and give you a little bit of direction, right? Most people, and I've seen this when I used to work in the gym, you, you, you could spot it a mile off when it was happening. And I understand it to an extent, but also you don't want to waste your time when you go into the gym. Like most people don't have that much time to spend a week exercising, maybe three, four sessions a week. You want to make use of them. And often people will just walk into the gym, you look up and you're like, oh, there's a leg press. I'll use that one today. Then there's there's a shoulder press. I used that the other week. So I'll, I'll give that a go today. I'll do two sets on that now. And then, and you just go between things. One that you're comfortable with doing, I think that's a very common mistake, is that you just choose the exercises that maybe you like, as opposed to sometimes there's exercises you need to do. I'm guilty of this, by the way. I know that for, and I'm going to talk about my relevance to, to my training. I know that um, injury-wise, there are certain exercises that I have to do around jiu-jitsu, keeping my hamstrings nice and strong. And I hate hamstring curls. 
I'm sorry, I don't think anybody looks at a hamstring curl machine and goes, oh, yes, love that. It doesn't happen. I hate doing hamstring curls. But they are relevant to what I want to achieve. So I'll make sure they're included within any training program that I do and, and any training program that I write, to be honest with you. Um, so understanding what you're actually trying to achieve and making sure that what you do is relevant to that, not just turning up to the gym and being like, yeah, whatever, I'll just, I'll do this today. Do this, do this next time. And then you walk in, you do something different. You're just like, ah, oh, there's a treadmill there. I'm just going to jump on that, whatever. Again, time and a place for it. Maybe if you just are doing a one-off session, if you're, I don't know, say you're traveling in a hotel gym or something like that. But your actual program, there should be reasoning behind the things that you're doing, not just walking in and being like, well, yeah, whatever. Um, and I should say the relevance of what your exercise selection or your exercise program is, doesn't always necessarily have to directly correlate with the goal. So for instance, and this will be a really good example for any of you using, uh, for any of you with fat loss goals, okay? And this is something I take into consideration when it comes to my clients with fat loss goals. When you are, sorry to be a broken record, I'm, I've probably said this a million times on the podcast before, a calorie deficit is also an energy deficit. The way that fat loss works is that your body burns off stored energy. We want to make sure that the stored energy your body burns off is body fat, not muscle mass. So what do we want to be doing with your training to support that? We want to be thinking about at the minimum retaining muscle, but if not building muscle. And the posh word for that when it comes to exercise and training is called hypertrophy training, okay? That simply means the target sort of rep ranges and the way that you're working your body is with the goal of muscle building in mind, okay? So if you ever see the phrase hypertrophy, that's what somebody is talking about. They're talking about building muscle. And for anybody who has a fat loss goal and you are in a deficit, you should be doing, well, you should be resistance training no matter what your goal is. That's a spoiler. But your training should definitely, in my opinion, reflect hypertrophy. Again, just to make sure that we're supporting at least the maintenance, if not the building of muscle mass. You might be, and this is probably going to be relevant to me next year. I am, oh, I don't don't know why I've done this to myself, but I've signed up to run a marathon next year and I am petrified by that because now I might be a personal trainer and you're like, oh my God, you must be so fit. Maybe you're not thinking that, but a lot of people think, oh yeah, personal trainer, you can just do any exercise. Like that's, that comes with the job. Nah, mate, me and running, we, we, I want to say a love hate relationship, but there's no love. It's pure hate. Running hates me and I can't say I'm mad about running either. So yeah, I decided to run a marathon, obviously. Um, but my training next year then is going to have to have relevance to that. And again, when I say that relevance isn't just the fact that obviously I'm going to have to run, but my training outside of that, so the things that I might bring into the gym, it might be that I uh, I have an element of plyometric training. I'll probably be doing some strength training focus alongside it to make sure the muscles in my legs are strong because they have to run, however, 26 miles. Ugh, that's going to be minging. Um Sport, if you're training sports, again, a lot of your training is going to be, it's going to be around strength. It's going to be around injury prevention. And again, it might be that you're, you see this a lot just because, I don't know, um, let's use football as an example. A footballer obviously will have to do lots of running and certain things like that. And some people will try and like mimic the sport within the gym to an extent, there's a time and place for that because obviously you want to make sure that you're strong in lots of different positions. But also when you're playing a sport, you need to make sure that you are remaining injury-free. 
that your body all over is strong because of the demands that that sport will put on you. So there is going to have to be an element of strength training. Again, when I, t- when I say strength training, that often tends to be, not always, but often tends to be where you're going at lower rep ranges and you're, say with, I don't know, squats, I'll use an example. You might do sets of three to five reps of squats as opposed to when I was saying about hypertrophy, you might be at the higher end where you're going like eight to 12 reps. That's the generic numbers used but I don't want to go too much into that. But yeah, so the training that you do, it might not not always directly impact or directly translate to your goal, but it has to be relevant to what you are doing. And the, the whole point of relevance is so that you understand what you're doing in the gym. One of my biggest thing with my clients, yes, I will write them exercise programs. Yes, I'll give them progressions and tweaks and form and whatever else. But I really am big on making sure they understand the reason why they're doing the things that I ask them to do. Because otherwise, and this is where you end up missing gym sessions and not really being asked. If you don't understand what you're doing, there's less interest in you actually going and following through with an exercise program. And I'd encourage you, whether you get a coach to write your programs, whether you just go to the gym, on your own or you research it for yourself online don't just be like okay this says go to the gym three times a week understand why you are doing the training that you're doing because it's going to help you actually maintain that adherence to your training program so the most important not the most important sorry i shouldn't have said that because i've just told you that none of the three are more important than the other but one of the most important principles of the three is relevance the second principle and if there was to be one that you said, Andy, which one is most important though? It would probably be, I'd push this. But again, they're not most important. They're all important. Um, But the second one is enjoyment. Because if there is not an element of enjoyment to the way that you exercise and the way that you move your body, why would you do it? Like... We're pretty complex creatures, humans, but we're also simple as anything. No offense, I'm not calling you simple, but I also sort of am. If you do not enjoy something, the chances of you doing it drop dramatically if there is no level of enjoyment to what you are doing. I have tried so many different forms of exercise in my life. I'm 31 now, feel old. And listen, we're not old. Anyone in your 30s, we're not old. We're young. But I feel it sometimes. But 31, that means that I've been exposed to exercise, realistically, from school age, obviously. But thinking of going to gyms, I probably started getting used to being in a gym environment when I was maybe 18, 19. Actually understood what I was doing about five years later. It's a long journey. But if I think of my life, how many different forms of exercise? I tried running. Honestly, I've really tried. I'm hating on running this podcast, aren't I? I've really tried with running. I've tried to enjoy it. I just It doesn't quite do it for me. Um, I've tried, I did kickboxing when I was younger. I tried exercise classes like hit classes and I was, the was one called Blaze at the gym that I used to go to. I've tried just strength training. I've done just hypertrophy training. I've, what else have I done? I have done, oh yeah, there was a, there was a real um, hit Joe Wicks phase where I was following all hit workouts wasn't mad about them I have I boxed and then obviously something I talk about probably every episode is I discovered jiu-jitsu and like jiu-jitsu is probably the form of exercise for me that I have connected with by far the most like I, I'm obsessed with it it's actually a bit weird but the fact that I enjoy it and it means so much to me 
makes the rest of my, even going for a run, I can literally bring back, go into a run to like, this will improve your cardio for when you're um, sparring in jiu-jitsu. I've spoken openly that resistance training, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I very, very rarely miss sessions across a week because I know the relevance it has to my injury prevention and the strength within jiu-jitsu. So because I have an aspect of my training that I truly enjoy, it helps me, again, create adherence. You'll hear me say that word so often. It helps me create adherence. Now, one really important part of enjoyment to understand, just because you enjoy something does not mean you're going to be motivated all the time. I think this is a massive like misunderstanding people have, and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll do like the gym, but I'm not motivated, so balls to that. That's not how it works. Again, I do jiu-jitsu. I absolutely love it, but you better bet that there's at least one session a week where I'm like, oh, I've got to go now. Like, It happens. Motivation and enjoyment are two different things. You can still enjoy workouts, but then have a lack of motivation to do them. That's completely normal. You won't always want to do the thing. I'm going off on a tangent here about motivation. I'm not going to try to. I'm going to try and bring it all a little bit back. Um, so enjoying it. And you know what? Like I've just said myself, how many different forms of exercise I've tried. Trial and error. Go and try something for the first time. Like if you're finding your exercise routine, maybe you're a little bit bored with it or it's a little bit stale or you don't genuinely click with it. Go and try new shit. Go and try jiu-jitsu. Go and try boxing. Go and join a run club. Go and try an exercise class in your gym. Go and lift some weights if you've not done them before. Go for a run if you're a psychopath. (laughs) Sorry, running. I don't know why I've got it in for running on this podcast. I'm not anti-running. I'm running a marathon next year. Um, But trial and error. Try yoga. Try Pilates. Try whatever it is to find something that clicks with you. Now, again, of course, there is relevance aspect. Because for the majority of people who I work with, certainly, they tell me they want to be healthier. They want to live a long and happy life. Who wouldn't? I say, cool, resistance training. Everybody I work with, I have a resistance training program for. Because ultimately, when it comes to um, as you uh, aging and your body as you get older, resistance training is the single best thing that you can do to protect it as you grow old. My point with enjoyment is if you have something else alongside that, it can help bring more relevance back to the resistance training because you're like, oh, wow, I'm seeing the benefits of this resistance training when I go out for a run. I'm seeing the benefits of this resistance training when I am doing yoga. I'm seeing the benefits of this resistance training when I am boxing or whatever, swimming, doesn't matter. When you create an environment of exercise that you enjoy, and I'm going to say that motivates you, but like I said, that's not always going to be there it becomes so much easier to build this routine and exercise. If you see exercise as a chore, you're doing something wrong. Again, some sessions, they will feel like a chore, but if every single time you think of exercise, you're like, oh my God, that sounds awful. What does exercise actually mean to you? How many different forms have you tried? Are you just doing the same thing over and over again? Have you tried a sport? Have you tried joining a club? Have you tried a class? I genuinely, maybe I'm just completely naive to this, but let me just give you a little bit of a reminder, yeah, to me when I was like 18, 19, 20, yeah, never been to the gym in my life. PE in school, didn't like it. I'm not one of those like PTs who just had a sporty background and was like, yeah, I like exercise and I like sports, so I'm going to be a PT. Sorry, that's not, but it was never me, right? 
If you just said to me at 18, yeah, you're going to find exercise you love, I'd be like, bollocks to you. But you learn a lot as you grow up and you, I, I genuinely do believe that there is a form of exercise that every person would enjoy. If you're like, nah, there's not, you just haven't tried enough different things yet. That is simply what it will probably come down to. And like I said, you might have to do some things that you enjoy less for the benefits of what you want. Listen, I'm going back to running. I'm sorry. I am, Honestly, if any of you are big runners, I'm not knocking it, yeah? A lot of my clients are big runners. But hang on, we might have an audio issue here. No, we don't have an audio issue. The world is a happy place, sorry. Do you know why I'm running a marathon? Ego. Like, genuinely, that is why I'm going to run a marathon. Ego. Because of that, sorry, I should probably explain that a little bit more. I want the sense of achievement that comes with being able to say I've run a marathon. I don't really care what you think about that. I think we all have that inside us a little bit where we want to achieve big things. And I feel like just one of those, not necessarily bucket list things, but I feel like it's quite a good thing to be able to say I've done with my life where I'm like, yes, I have run a marathon. I can guarantee it'll be my only one. It will not be, there will never be a second. Um, But for me to get that sense of achievement, I'm going to have to be running quite regularly to get the training in to build myself up to that. So because of the benefit of what I want, whether you agree with my reasoning or not, I don't particularly care. (laughs) Um, But because of the benefit of what I want, there is going to have to be things that I enjoy a bit less, like the training for the marathon. (laughs) Honestly, what am I doing? Um, That ultimately you have to do. So we have relevance, we have enjoyment. So then what is the final principle for exercise, for a exercise program? And to me, it's progression. And I just touched on that there. It's being clear on what it is you're trying to achieve. What it is you're trying to get out of exercise. Is it for your mental health? I think that's a huge one for most people. Is it for um, your physique and your body composition? You want to change the way you look? Is it so that you get stronger? Is it so that you get faster? Is it so you're able to to, to run around with the kids in the back garden? That's an, I get that from clients a lot, those sort of things. More like lifestyle benefits doesn't matter what the progression is, but being clear on what it is you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to get out of exercise and your exercise program in general. Because if you haven't got that, and I suppose this goes back to relevance a little bit, if you haven't got that understanding of why you're doing it, it's going to be a lot harder for you to actually get yourself in the headspace and the position to, to get into a regular routine with it. And then when we talk about progression, how then, how are you actually going to know if it's working? Do you know what I mean? Be really clear on your expectations out of it. Are you going to know that your exercise program is working when you're able to walk up the hill near your house without getting out of breath? Are you going to know it's working when you're able to do push-ups with your kid on your back? Are you going to know it's working when you're able to deadlift your body weight? Whatever that thing is for you, it genuinely doesn't matter. But having a method of how you're going to track that progress. Everyone, yeah, you'll all measure progress with the scales and you'll be like, you'll measure, you'll measure it religiously. Treat exercise progressions the same way because they're well more exciting than scale weight and they are within your control. They are much more within your control than I want the scales to go down. So be clear on how you're going to measure it. How are they then going to assess it? So... With my clients, we have an app where they obviously track their training. 
you could get a logbook for your training so that you can regularly be assessing, okay, my squat is getting stronger. My deadlift is getting, can't speak. My deadlift is getting stronger. People use Strava for runs. Are you measuring the distance that you're able to do? Are you measuring the time you're able to do it again? Time you're able to do it in. God, I can't speak. So measuring it, assessing it to make sure it's happening. And should say with that, don't get disheartened if you don't make progress in a week. The same way with fat loss, I tell you, listen, the scales aren't going to go down every week. That's just life. You're not going to every single week get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You're not going to every week. If you think about this, yeah, if you just got faster every single week, at some stage you're catching Usain Bolt. In it, like if you got faster every single session, you went for a run every single day. I got you to do 100 meters, and every single 100 meters you ran, you got faster and faster and faster and faster. At some stage you're catching Usain Bolt up. That's not happening, pal. So accepting that when it comes to progression with exercise, you're not going to see it every single week. There are going to be certain limits. There are going to be times where you just feel a bit weaker. There's a variety of reasons why that could happen. So understanding that progress with exercise, it's not something necessarily, just like progress with anything else, it's not something that that happens week on week. I believe the feeling of progress can come every single exercise session, to be honest, because you know it's another penny in the bank. You know it's another one there. But you're not always going to see progress of exercise weekly. I think it's good to know that because often, again, I'll have the conversation with clients regularly like, I'm stuck on 20 kg dumbbells. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's normal. We're we're not going to stress because you've not been able to up the weight for a week or two. Now, of course, there are things that we can do with progress does store. Uh, I should probably do a full podcast on some of these different things I'm going to say now. Uh, Deload week. It might be that we have positions within a movement where you're a little bit weaker. So for example, if you're doing a squat and you're like squatting and you're squatting and you're not really seeing the progress with it, it might be that the bottom position of the squat, you're actually quite weak at or weaker than the top position of a squat. So it might be for a period of time, we might say, okay, we're going to do pause squats. So instead of doing a normal rep, you're going to hold that bottom position for three, four seconds to get that little bit stronger. We can do that with most exercises. We can try and control it and work your weaker points of an exercise. Deload weeks. Deload weeks are just structured weeks within a training program where you don't push as hard. So you almost have a bit of a week of active recovery. You can change the exercise entirely. Sometimes when you're stagnating with an exercise, you might have had a a bench press in your program for 12 weeks and it's just not going anywhere. And maybe for a period of time, you just need to come away from it. Maybe switch your chest work to chest flies or dumbbell press I'm thinking of these off the top of my head and then bring bench press back in in a month might be as simple as that most common thing when it comes to probably not seeing progress with exercise and things stalling a little bit I often think come from outside the gym it can be that your diet is slipping or like if it's a strength related one but you need to eat more calories it could be around sleep recovery it could be about hydration so there's so many different factors on um, what to do with progression is stalling and I went off on shock and unrelated tangent but those are the three things the three principles that I would say to be thinking about with your exercise program is it relevant to what you're trying to achieve the bigger goal that you're trying to achieve is what you're doing relevant to it do you enjoy what you are doing do you have a reason why you do these things and are you progressing with it Are you ensuring you progress with it? Because again, that's a motivator, by the way. 
If you're able to see progression, progression, you're probably going to go into that enjoyment phase because you're progressing, so you enjoy to see that progression. So progression, uh, no, I'm going to go in the order from first to last. doesn't really matter, but anyway. Relevance, enjoyment, progression. If you make sure you have those three aspects within your training program, I promise, one, you're going to actually make that progress a lot faster, but you're going to find it much easier to actually stick to a training program, an exercise program. And then, I know it's real cliche, but the old long-term results will come off the back of that. And that's it. I'm tapping out. Episode completed. If you're struggling with a training program, an exercise program, please do just drop me a message. I'm always happy to help. Um, but like I said, share the podcast, tell your best mate about it, tell your dog about it, and I will see you on the next episode.